Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast, where we are in pursuit of living life abundantly, not held back by our body size or symptoms, nor are we held back by our hurts, habits, or other obstacles in life. Learn the secrets to crush it in your health, wellness, relationships, and spiritual life. I am Danielle, your host and practitioner. And in this episode, I am going to talk about the most common health resolutions. And we're going to dive into that in just a few minutes. But like I've been doing lately, I feel like it's awesome. I quit blogging. I don't know, honestly, probably about truly about a few years ago, I started blogging again last fall, last fall of 2023. But it just doesn't seem natural anymore. It seems more natural to talk and to share things. So I'm going to personally blog here a little bit too in most of my episodes. So if you want to be nosy, awesome. Listen in. If you don't want to be nosy and you just want the details, go ahead and skip forward. I have no clue where, but go ahead and skip forward until you hear me stop talking about myself in my life. How about that? You guys, I had an amazing weekend this past weekend and last week was just a very I don't say busy week, I'm going to say focused week and lots of things happening. And one of them was that I have a reel that is actually going pretty dang viral right now. And the reel is about this idea of people complaining about medical bills and how it actually says truth bomb. The same people who complain about their medical bills are the ones who will jump on the next shiny diet that keeps them sick. But man, those short-lived compliments are so worth it. And right now, as of this recording, there are 18,600 views of it. And I've only, I mean, you would think if you are like, oh my gosh, someone's going viral. Like it's such a big deal. In today's day and age, a reel getting that many views is actually not getting that many followers and it's not actually converting to followers. And whereas I have many reels that have less than that, much less than that, and I get tons of followers. One, I got over a hundred and some follows from just from the reel and it wasn't that viral, I guess I would say. So 18,600 people have seen this reel. And of course, within that, there are going to be people that don't agree. So they scroll on. There are other people that want to pick and poke fun at the author as well, or the creative person or the professional behind the reel as well. And I've had some really terrible comments about my own BMI and my own things. And so there, I'm going to link it in the show notes, my response. I'm going to link the, the viral reel and then my live response to that, which honestly, I have never gotten more than like, I don't know, 50 to 100 people seeing my lives this one has over 600 and I'm just very raw and authentic. And I'm just like, I am not here for the fitness influencers, for the people that want ripped bodies. I'm not here for that because I don't want to live that life. Like I don't want to live and do what it takes to have that ripped body. I want to have a functionally healthy body. I want a body that is able to climb mountains when I'm 80. I want a body that can carry my children and not even question if someone is hurt or injured, if I can even help them. I don't want to question my body's ability to show up, whether it's mentally, physically, um, spiritually, emotionally. I want every piece of my body to be strong. And sometimes getting stronger means that you have to go back to the drawing board and you have to start over again. And in that in that reel, I'll just let you go ahead and listen to that. So I'm not taking up time here. But in that live, not the reel, in the live, I go in and answer the questions of why does my body not look like a quote unquote health influencer? Why does that actually not look that way? 
But also I am here for the people that don't look a certain part because I think that we forget that many people start where we are or people are scared to put themselves out there that are health professionals and know how to help you, but we don't look the part. And sometimes it's reassuring to go to people who understand and get the, get the experience and know what you're dealing with because then they can pull you out of that. So all that to say, so that happened last week and it was phenomenal. I feel very, I feel very free from it before I would have probably let it hurt me instead of just confronting it head on. And I think that that's something that we don't do in our culture. We, we are so busy swiping, scrolling, moving from the next activity to the next activity, whether it's serving, whether it's putting our kids in things or living vicariously through our children, which I do have a friend and I know she listens to this podcast, but she lives vicariously through her child and it's sad and very limiting and When we let other people influence our feelings and the way we go through life, that's limiting. That's being held back by your body size or symptom. That's a symptom. And so I I think about that and I've been dealing with that this week. And then um, I am heading back to Australia in March and you're going to get to see some more Australia content from a different area of Australia. I'm going to be actually be, uh, I guess I'm not, I'm not going to share that where I'm going to be right now. I'll share that when I'm there. So safety, hashtag safety, right? So I'm going to go there and I needed to get, so we get a, what is it called? A dress code or a dress, like, here's what you need to wear, but we don't, you don't know what you're going to be doing kind of thing. So we're having a white party, I guess, one night. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Because last time it was red and I was like, I think I grabbed the last red outfit available because it wasn't in style for us. The the colors weren't in style, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it's almost Easter time. Of course, there's going to be a lot of white. Okay. I don't know what happened to our fashion, but the white is all see-through. I put on. Everything was see-through. I would have to wear multiple layers, and the place I'm going is really warm, like warmer than Hawaii warm. And I'm like, oh, this is not cool. So then I try on a pair of pants that felt breezy and comfortable and look like me and they barely covered my butt crack. And I'm like, I'm not in the misses section. Let's just say I'm not in the junior section. We people that are older need to have more coverage of things. And I really don't want my butt crack on display in another country for crying out loud. They won't even let me bring meat into the country. I can't bring fruit, vegetables, meat, or dairy into the country. So I don't know if I told you guys this, but I I always pack food when I go somewhere because you just never know if you're going to have what you need or get your needs filled before your wants. You can always, I don't care where you're at, you can always find your wants, right? So I'm I'm notorious for packing my food. Well, I get to Australia, I get to my hotel room, and I realized that there was a little a uh, little slip of paper in one of in my suitcase that I had put all my snacks in. And they let my apparently my pistachios got to come through because they were roasted. So apparently you can't bring in raw nuts. But I got this note in there that you can't bring in meat. And they stole a I don't know, was it like two or the big Costco size of Duke's uh, meat sticks? They stole that from me. I say they stole it, but I didn't know the rules. I just assumed you can bring meat. Who can't bring meat? And it was cured or uncu- whatever. It's it's not got disease in it. I get it. So anyway, I'm going to go to Australia this time with like no food, but I am going to 
go to, when I get there, I already know what I'm going to eat and I already know um, how I'm going to refuel myself for the jet lag. But then when I get to where I'm going, I'm staying at a hotel that's not the same one that I'll be at for my conference. But I booked, I'm booking this hotel space next to an Aldi, which it's funny because Aldi is new to them. So they think it's like really cool, but I'm going to, I'm booked next to an Aldi and a bunch of coffee shops and bistros and a farmer's market that I can walk to everything. And everything in Australia feels like it's like walkable. Everybody's always walking. Everyone's always out there doing, you know, whatever. So I feel really comfortable with that. Um, But that's the last thing I have left to book for my upcoming trip. But then all that to say, my husband and I took a quick date afternoon on Saturday and we went down to a neighboring city and went to, decided to just go to Cheesecake Factory. And when people tell you salads are healthy, they're actually not. My salad was over a thousand calories, just so you know. Like most ca- most salads are pretty hefty in the calorie range, but I had a thousand thousand calorie salad at Cheesecake Factory, and that was the side item, by the way. It wasn't even the it was the lunch size. It wasn't even the main you know dinner size. And then I had I shared a cheesecake with my husband, the chocolate ganache cake or something like that. Oh my gosh! So. Needless to say, I didn't eat much that day because I knew we were going out and I had no clue what I was going to eat. And I pretty much ate my daily calories in one meal with salad and <laughs> and the cheesecake. So we did that and we had a good time together and it's so much fun. I really do enjoy being married to my best friend. I love it when I can come out and him to help me. I look terrible in an outfit and that this isn't me. But then I walked away with a beautiful <laughs> pink suit I am not a pink girl and I really hope my girls in Australia are not listening to this before I get down there because I'm going to wear it as a surprise and I'm going to wear it on day one of our con- of our conference inside the hotel room because it, whoo, it's beautiful and it makes my skin pop and I'm just like, I am not a pink girl, but it is like so good. Anyway, it's not even like a bubblegum pink. It's not even like a hot pink. It is like vibrant you can't take your eyes off of me pink and it's so good so good anyway watch me throw it on and and like in every picture it looked terrible but whatever I'm enjoying myself I, I want that so my husband and I did that and then I realized on our way home when people talk about date night they're like having an expectation at the end of date night that something happens that they end up in the bedroom and well okay fine cool if that's your jam that's awesome But that's never been my husband and I's jam. And I realize I just shared about our bedroom life on here. But I think it's important to think about this. We should, I I do believe we should date our spouses. But also, what about just doing life with them? Whatever happened to that? Because you see all these people, right now it's really trendy to get dressed up and go out and date your spouse and, and then like end in like a whatever night, right? I have kids at home. I have I homeschool my kids. We are up late. That's not happening. So whatever happened to just being friends that flirt and have a good time on a date night with your with your with your spouse? Whatever happened to that? With no expectation at the end. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't, because I do believe that even therapeutically, I, I tell my one-to-one clients all the time, I'm like, go get you some on this time, this time, and this time, and a minimum of no less than one to two times a week, and 
all of these things. And yes, I'm sharing some of my one-to-one secrets here that we women use our men for, <laughs> for our attitude adjustments. But we should be doing that. But I don't think that for me, a date day is like going out and adventuring and doing something new or going out and just enjoying each other's company with no expectation at the end. And I wonder if someone needs to hear that today. I don't know if it's you. I don't know if it's a friend of yours or I don't know if it's just this thing, but definitely like date days, in my opinion, don't have to end in that. That's not my, that is not my gig. And I'm like, I want that to be something that is connecting in a different way, right? I'm not going to go into that. This episode is not about all of that, but this episode is about making resolutions and what, what resolutions you may have made in January or in December when you were thinking that you were a different person or you're going to be a different person in January and you see it's, you know, February, the end of February and you're like, well, I didn't change into that different person. So there are three main resolutions that people make every year. You ready for this? <laughs> three. Number one, weight, like there some kind of a weight goal, whether it be to gain weight from muscle, whether it be to lose weight. So weight is number one. Number two is energy. People want to have better energy in the new year because by the end of the uh, the, the end of a year, it is what I like to call tan plate club. And we're typically eating less vegetables. We're typically seeing less sunlight. We're not outside exercising, doing things outside, getting natural sunlight, natural grounding. We're typically not exercising as much. Many people don't exercise like at all in the winter time. So then we get seasonal depression and then we wonder why we have no energy and are eating more food and the cycle continues. So people want more energy. And then the third one is pant size. People want to feel comfortable in their clothes. So here's the thing. We are now, by the, when this episode goes live, we are now just about two full months into the new year. Only 1% of people that have these things as their top, which the three resolutions most common are health resolutions of weight, more energy, pant size, okay? Feel more comfortable in their clothes. Only 1% of those people that make those resolutions will keep them after three months. So by March 31st, Easter of this year, only 1% of people will have kept true to their resolution. And I wanted to kind of address this a little bit, like maybe help you out and give you some tips and tricks and things on how to do that. Because inside my Wilderness of Wellness, my membership, my community for women that are, you know, with have a biblical worldview, this is the space for women to slow down and take their time and actually grab hold of what health actually is for them. Now, there are people that have joined before and they have said to me like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I don't know what to do. I feel so far behind, all of that. But the thing about my community is you can never get behind. In fact, when you open your dashboard, that is one of the first things you'll see. You can never get behind. And why do we think we're behind or get so overwhelmed with our health and wellness? Why is that? It's because you have been and I have been conditioned in the past 
that every dieting program, every medical health program that we have, have to do or that we do with good faith and good intentions is an overhaul. And as soon as you're off, quote unquote, off their protocols or requirements or whatever, as soon as you're off, you're off and you start gaining weight, you start getting unhealthy again, whatever it is. As soon as you start eating instead of drinking that shake, as soon as you start eating meat and you've only been eating vegetables, or as soon as you start eating a potato and you haven't eaten any carbs at all. And by the way, I did have to educate someone last week on what carbs were. Someone thought that carbs were just bread and pasta and all of that. And she's like, oh, I don't eat any of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you just told me that you had 97 grams of carbs because of what she told me was in her smoothie in the morning, I said, those are all carbs, fruits, vegetables, starches, your rices, your breads, pastas, everything that is a carb, like all of those things are carbs and there's not any that's good, bad, whatever. And I'm going to go with that here in a minute too. There are like this idea of having to eat from a good and bad list. So when you, when, when a company or a program defines something as good food and bad food, that's a red flag to me because it teaches dieting all or nothing on or off type mentality and unhealthy eating habits. So we can, food cannot be good or bad. It was not created in God's image and thus it does not have morals and thus it cannot be good or bad because what happens is, is that we identify, oh, I got really passionate about that. I just smacked the microphone. We got, we get really I am so close to good and bad that we think what we're eating defines us. Oh my gosh, I'm having a Snickers. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a cheat day. I was so bad. I had a whole basket of chips and salsa today. And we define ourselves as bad because of what we've eaten. Because someone somewhere has told us this is a bad food. That is one reason why our weight is an issue is that we are cycling on and off of dieting plans. We are not addressing the mindset that behind all of this, including, I don't care what practitioner you work with. I don't know another practitioner that does it like I do. In fact, I've had multiples come in and say, oh my gosh, I could have never done that. I could never teach that to my patients. I could have, I didn't even think about that. I thought you had to go to therapy to learn that, which there's a place for therapy. Don't get me wrong. And in fact, in my wilderness of wellness at one of the tier levels, you are able to get group therapy even. But all that to say, weight is resolved when you address the mindset first before you start working on your habits. Your mindset must be addressed first before you start making behavior modifications. And some people say, oh, it's a spiritual thing. Our, our flesh is weak. <laughs> Our flesh is weak, my friends. Yes, it is a spiritual thing. Yes, there is a spiritual aspect to everything we do. But it's not just a spiritual thing when it comes to our health and wellness, especially with those of us that are dealing with weight problems. It has to come from mindset first. Because if you don't have a clear mind, you for sure as heck don't have a clear biblical worldview. And for sure, your relationship with God is very surface or is struggling or you're like, oh God, why can't, why can't you help me with this? Why can't you knock this food out of my hand? Why can't you stand at the fridge? Why can't I afford a, why can't I afford a chef? Why can't I just be like her? Why can't there just be a pill to, to fix this? And my friend, 
Ozempic is not going to fix it either. Ozempic, Wegovi, Zepbound, and Mangiorno, they are not going to fix it. They are another Band-Aid. Yes, by all means, they are going to help the people that cannot get it off and are almost, not almost, but they are harming themselves and killing themselves by just continually eating and eating and eating. But those medicines are not meant to be used long-term and you have to use them otherwise because I talked to my endocrinologist about this and he said, yeah, as soon as you go off of it, it, people start gaining weight right away. And it's, it's a lifetime thing. And I can't help but think, what if we rewired and reprogrammed the way our minds worked in order that we can then create the healthy habits? So that's what I do inside my wilderness of wellness. I literally walk you through the mindset shifts that need to be made in order that your habits will continue to work. And I don't throw habits on you like, oh my gosh, you must do this and then this and then this and then this. No, it is self-paced. It is a way that you're like, okay, I'm going to be honest with myself and I'm going to be honest with this group. And I'm going to say, look, I'm struggling with this. So I'm just going to stick here until I get this really feeling comfortable now. And then I'm going to move forward with the next thing. And then once I feel comfortable with both of those things, I'll move on to the third thing. And it's so freeing when we understand that those people that are on the diets out there to lose weight fast, that is all about ego. That's all about compliments. Because what happens when those compliments stop, I'm circling back to that reel that I'm going to put down in the show notes. But what happens when those compliments stop? They start putting weight back on again. Because their weight loss was not about getting healthy. It wasn't a, it was a weight loss journey, but it was not a weight loss journey for healing. It was not a healing journey. It was an ego journey. And the, what they have to do to keep that up, I'm not willing to do. I'm not willing to not eat a potato again. I'm not willing to not eat as much meat as I want to again. I'm not willing to not eat cake again or chocolate or, and I'm not willing to run six miles every day plus lifting to do all that. I'm not let alone the whole idea of adaptation in your body starting to ad- adapt and then you have to eat even less and less and less. I'm not willing to lose organs for these crazy dieting programs either. But I am willing to put in the time and effort it takes to heal. And that's what weight problems are. So there's that, weight problems. The second one is energy. People going into the new year wanting more energy. One way to do that is to eat more meat. <laughs> Can I just say eat more meat and eat more real meat, not the meat that looks like meat. So not your fake meat. Don't eat meat that is, you know, like 90% fat and just a little bit of meat. We want protein. We want animal sourced proteins that can be raw dairy. If you don't know where, where to get raw dairy or you're scared about it, check out Weston A. Price if you're scared about it. Um, and also go to realmilk.com and you can find a local dairy farmer that does participate in herd shares. Herd shares actually started in Ohio, which I learned a couple weeks ago. Herd shares actually started in Ohio. And what that means is that you own part of a cow and you just pay someone to milk it and feed it and bring you your milk. And so that's what we do. We drink uh, raw dairy and we drink or eat a lot of raw cheeses. And um, I don't do raw butter. I just do like the Kerrygold or the Costco kind. So this is another thing too. 
going back to this health thing with the overhauls and everyone wanting to do everything so perfectly, you don't have to be perfect. That's the other thing too. You shouldn't have to be perfect and have everything a certain way. Like when, as soon as you see someone saying you should always do this or always eat this, then it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything anymore. It's so expensive. It's exclusionary. All of that. I, I do whatever is cheapest except for dairy or my milk. I'm sorry, my milk and my eggs come from my backyard. So those are two things that I won't skimp on. And I don't always buy grass fed, grass finished everything. While that's awesome, I also want to enjoy my life. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I want to go and travel. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to go and do things and help them see the world and give them little trinkets here and there. And I want to go buy myself the pink outfit that was way too expensive that anyway, but I want to go do those things. And I couldn't do those things if I was eating nothing but grass fed, grass finished, I would literally be food poor. And you know how people are house poor because they spend so much on their house. I would be food poor. And we live in America. We don't need to be food poor. Yes, don't eat like tons of crap, processed foods, whatever. But if you even just get chicken breasts from like Costco in the red doohickey, the red and clear container or plastic package, if you go to Kroger or Publix or uh, Sprouts or I'm trying to think, what is the Kroger on the West Coast? I don't remember. Anyway, if you go to those places, get the the chicken that's on the tray, the meat that's in the tray. Don't get it frozen. Frozen is food is not necessarily always the easiest or healthiest. I'm just going to tell you Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Deans and the other things like that, Tennessee Pride, those are not technically protein. Those are mostly fat. And getting your energy up simply by adding more protein to your plate and getting rid of your processed foods would be very, very helpful. And I say getting rid, how about not get rid of, but like limit, limit your processed foods. So there's a way that you can improve your energy and all of these tips and these things are inside my Wilderness of Wellness membership, which can I just tell you like the amount of personal questions that people get answered and the personal coaching and support that people get in there, it is so worth it. You can't even go to your doctor for as much as this costs. You can't even go to your doctor and get these these questions answered like this, these personal questions, let alone nutrition and lifestyle things because they don't know. Most medical doctors are only given six weeks or less of nutrition advice. And guess where that nutrition advice comes from? You guessed it, the American Heart Association. And the American Heart Association is bought out and paid for and funded by Procter and Gamble since 1911. Or since 19 I forget. It's 1911 is when Crisco was made and it's and it just fell after that. So that is the access to a holistic practitioner who is not super crunchy and crazy, but is also not sold out to the American Heart Association and things like that. I'm like, I'm, I call myself lightly fried. I'm not crunchy. I'm lightly fried. I'm not the, I'm not the pork or the, what is it called? Pork cracklin. I'm not the cracklin, but I am more of like the pork, pork rind. I'm lightly fried. I'm crispy. I'm a little crispy. I'm not, Yeah. So that was number two energy. There's how you can improve your energy, get more meat, get more protein in. The next one is about pant size and feeling comfortable in your clothes. This is probably not going to be the answer that you are hoping for, but one of my favorite things to do and to help women 
figure out is how to feel comfortable in their clothes. And if you look at my fashion, it's like, Danielle, you have one fashion. You have two things that you wear. Gym clothes. Okay, wait, like that's a lie. I look like I'm a slob or I look like I'm well put together. There's really no in between with me. <laughs> anyway, so how do you feel more comfortable in your clothes? Go buy clothes that fit. That's it. That's how you feel more comfortable in your clothes. Our bodies were not meant to be a size four, size two, size eight, size 16, 18, 24, forever. Our bodies were meant to ebb and shift and flow based on our, based on our season of life. Think about if you are a woman who's had a child. Think about after you had a child, I don't care what size you were before you had that baby. I was over 300 pounds. Even me, my hips changed. My clothes didn't fit. I weighed less, but my clothes didn't fit. Our bodies are meant to ebb and shift and change over time. So my answer to how to help your pants feel comfortable and feel more confident in your clothes is to find clothes that fit. Find clothes that make you feel confident, like that pink suit that, again, is so not in my wheelhouse of colors. It's not in my wheelhouse of standing out that like that. But man, it made me feel good. It made me feel sexy. It made me feel strong and powerful and yet feminine. And it was amazing when I when I was in it. I just felt like a whole nother person. And it looked good. <laughs> it looked good. And even my husband was like, dang, that looks really good, even though that's pink. Like that was his little caveat. He's like, it's pink, but man, it looks good on you. And I'm like, thanks. So I'm waiting for the pants to arrive. Actually, they I got a shipping notification this morning that they have been shipped. So that's exciting. But those are the three resolutions that people make at the beginning of every year. Only 1% of those people will keep these resolutions and their progress forward after March, after March 31st. And the Wilderness of Wellness is one of those spaces where I help women just like you get out of the New Year's resolution funk and the cloud that judgment, that mindset shift that is needed in order to start making those healthy habits, in order to let your body actually heal so you can be more present with your family, with your job, be more, whatever gives you joy, be more present in that. And so I would, I would invite you to think about joining the wait list for my next opening. My doors are opening here soon in the next few weeks, the doors will be opening. I close the doors to the wilderness of wellness because it needs to be a safe space. It needs to be a safe space where women can start acclimating together, getting to know one another and start creating friendships, deep relationships, and really start that deep healing. So that's why I close the doors periodically throughout the year. And it's only open a couple of times a year. So if you get on the wait list, here's the fancy fun stuff. This time, for people on the waitlist, I have two amazing bonuses coming to them that they have no idea about because I've never offered it before. So if you get on the waitlist, you will get the amazing bonus, bonuses, and opportunities that are coming down the way. And I cannot wait for those because I, if I can just, I'm just like reveling in excitement because this is where I get so much joy 
is be, being able to deliver and support women just like you in these moments. So whew, I cannot wait. So there's that. Uh, so you can get on the wait list for that. And I really, I know that I know that I know that not only, so here I'm sharing another secret, that not only for the women that get in this next opening, the women that are already there, we're having a retreat in June. It will be virtual and in person. If you're in person, there's more opportunities to get treatments done and things like that, such as cranial sacral therapy, um, emotional therapy. There will be um, barefoot massage. There will be, um, I'm trying to think of what else, like pelvic floor therapy. There will be... Um, a nurse practitioner here that will be able to support you in a holistic way. I will be here to support you um, as your naturopathic doctor. If you want appointments with me, there will be a social worker here if you want some therapy. But so not only that, well, the experience stations, but you will also get to have the, the camaraderie and the experiences that I'm keeping really close to my chest that will be life changing in a way of connection, connection. That's where I'm going in my membership because so many times we, everything, everything in life just seems so lonely, even though we're more connected, quote unquote, than now, like now than ever, we're actually not having deeper connecting, relate, connecting, <laughs> connecting relationships with others. And that's what we are doing here. We are showing up for one another, encouraging each other, sending each other cards, meals, if we need it, coming together to support each other with all the same idea of, oh my gosh, I want to take care of my body. I see the value in it. I feel con I feel convicted that it's time now. So if that is you, hop on that wait list. I invite you to join that wait list and I will meet you in your emails. Make sure you check your emails. I'll meet you in your emails and we will do this life together. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Cry to My Cheesecake podcast. I hope it encouraged you to make the next best step for your health. Take a look at the show notes for more information or other links I mentioned in the episode. And if you could, please rate this podcast episode or, episode or this podcast at five stars and leave a written review. That allows other listeners just like you to find us.